You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And on today's show, we're going to be talking all about the MLB postseason because that's what's happening right now within baseball. And so that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, and we'll get into some more Royals offseason news as the offseason gets along here, we have a long time and doing this show every day. We need to space out that content, but we will have a, a few hot takes about the Royals offseason coming up uh, pretty quickly after the postseason. But I did want to touch on what's been happening around baseball right now. And last night, we saw one of the best games between the Padres and the Dodgers. And these two teams have played a ton this year because of the division-only schedule. And they both play extremely fun style of baseball. They're both extremely fun to watch. And to be honest with you, watching this Dodgers team, and yes, they do have a few weak spots in their in their roster. You know, the bullpen is probably their weakest link. The starters at times are shaky, especially if you don't think that Kershaw will step up in the postseason and continue to pitch well into the postseason. That can be a bit shaky as well. They have holes a little bit, the Dodgers do. But but to me, this Dodgers team feels unbeatable. It feels like a team that you should just hand the trophy to. Now, baseball is random. Baseball is the cruelest sport you could ever play. And obviously, they're still going to have to battle, the Dodgers are, to win that World Series trophy. Uh, but for the first time that I can remember, I- I'm looking at a major league team right now that the Dodgers just keep winning and thinking to myself, how in the world can you beat this team? What can you do to stop the Dodgers short of cheating and being on trash cans? The Dodgers team, top to bottom of that lineup, is just... I don't think there's ever been a lineup constructed better than that lineup is. Now, I don't like Roberts as a manager. I think that he's overrated as a manager. I think that they could actually improve that managerial spot and be an even better team. But overall, I don't know how you beat the Dodgers. And last night was a fantastic game because Fernando Tatis comes up. Seventh inning. Could have hit the go-ahead home run to put the Padres in front. And instead, Cody Bellinger leaps over the fence, climbs the wall, robs the two-run homer. And the Dodgers start celebrating as though they've won Game 7 of the World Series. You know, you have Brewster Gratterall throwing his glove across the field, throwing his hat across the field, pointing up to the sky. The team was obviously excited. He just took away um, the Padres' chances of leading this game again. That was a go-ahead home run. That was not just a tie the game up. That was a go-ahead home run that you just robbed. And the Padres didn't take too kindly to it. The Padres, and specifically Manny Machado, was just enraged. At which, Brewster Gratterall... Blows him a kiss. And that, of course, makes Manny Machado even more upset. 
And emotions are high in that scenario, right? You're going to get emotion on both sides. You are facing this unbeatable giant, this, this Goliath in the Dodgers, if you're the Padres. And you feel like you should have gone ahead in that game. I mean, again, baseball is the cruelest sport you could play. You can't hit the ball better than Tatis did. You just can't. And yet, Cody Bellinger was able to jump over the wall and rob the home run. That sucks. So your emotions are already high. But the Dodgers keep their winning streak alive in the postseason. They rob the home run. They take back all the momentum that you had earned. And so they celebrate. It's a big moment in the game. And they deserve to celebrate. Now, it's a celebration over overblown. You know, that, that's all personal preference, in my opinion. But, you know, yeah, you, you probably shouldn't be throwing your glove to the dugout as though you're throwing it up in the air in celebration of winning a World Series. The, the throwing of the glove celebration typically coincides uh, with winning a championship, not winning another game in a five-game series, not going up 2-0. But facing the Padres, the Padres of all teams cannot be the arbiters of who can celebrate, who can't celebrate, and how you celebrate. The Padres celebrate no matter if they're up by four or down by four. The Padres have brought life back to baseball. The Padres have tried to reinvent the way we look at baseball. They have tried to Negate the unwritten rules. So if you are going to do that to other teams, and you did it to the Dodgers a couple weeks ago, you have to take it back. You have to be able to, to take it. You can't just keep dishing it out for the Padres. I like the celebration. I think it's good for baseball. I think that, you know, if Tatis in the ninth inning, you know, draws that walk, and he does, and then Machado draws that walk, and then if Eric Cosmer doesn't ground at second base, as we all know that he does, and we all knew it was coming. I mean, I, I, I tweeted out before the at-bat, all right, here comes a Hosmer ground out, and Hosmer grounded out second base. If Hosmer comes through in that spot, which he's had some huge postseason moments, if he comes through in that spot and the Padres come back and win the game, then baseball on a football Thursday with Tom Brady playing tonight with questions about the schedule moving forward, questions about when the Titans and Bills are going to play, questions about if Mahomes will play on Thursday or Saturday. I mean, Mahomes is the biggest story in football. You have all those questions around the NFL. You have a pretty big college football weekend coming up. I mean, Clemson-Miami looks to be a pretty good game. Tennessee-Georgia looks to be a pretty good game. You have a lot of interesting matchups in the college side of things. Of course, the NFL is king, and they run all sports, and they run all sports media. And you have the NBA Finals going on. You have all those factors going against baseball right now. And if the Padres could have made that comeback then that would be your, your storyline. And so it sucks for baseball. Padres couldn't do it. But still, the Padres cannot just get up in arms about celebrations. They just can't. I'm on team. No one, no one needs to be getting up in arms about any celebrations, period. We need to allow guys to react how they want to react. Now, look, if you're somebody who wants to strike somebody out and walk straight back to the dugout, that's totally fine. If you want to hit a home run and sprint around the bases, that's totally fine. But for the people who want to bat flip and the people who want to scream in celebration, the people who want to strut off the mound, let them do that because that only helps the game grow. Look, basketball has a ton of celebrations, and I use them as an example all the time. There still are some guys who simply make a three-pointer and get back on defense. 
who simply make a three-pointer and then maybe they'll point to the sky or something. They'll do something very subtle. There's still those guys, those, those, those subtle guys. But the Padres of all teams cannot talk about celebrations and get mad at celebrations and you know start to start to chirp in the middle of a game because of celebrations. Of all teams, I don't want to hear from the Padres. I've been on the, the Padres' side through the Texas debacle, through the Dave Roberts debacle, but right here, you look like babies. If you're going to complain about getting chirped at and complain about the Dodgers celebrating after what you've done all season long. And this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago, you probably didn't know how to write an email properly. You had dial-up internet, so whenever your landline would ring off the hook, your internet would just cut out completely, and it was a total disaster. But you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts your car would ever need. My favorite part about rockauto.com is the fact that I don't know anything about cars, but their website is so easy to navigate that I know and trust I will not be wasting any of my money on car parts because all I have to do is put my make, my model, my year into the database, and they're only going to show me parts that are compatible with my vehicle. Go to rockauto.com right now to them locked on sent you in the how did you hear about us box and they'll know what to do from there. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices of the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com, tell them locked on sent you in the how did you hear about us box. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at Postmates because Postmates can deliver you anything you could possibly need. If you need wine at 4 a.m., or 4 p.m., but also 4 a.m. sometimes, who knows? Wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., that's a heck of a day. Postmate all of that with Postmates because Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service at your fingertips all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They have the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all your favorite local restaurants, grocery stores, and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. There are 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will be bringing you anything you need within the hour. No more trips to the grocery store. In fact, you no longer need to know where the grocery store is because Postmates will deliver you anything you need. Download the Postmates app for iOS or Android for free. Browse your local restaurants and businesses and track your deliveries in real time. For a very limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credits for your first seven days with the app. Try your free deliveries and download the app using promo code Locked on. That's code locked on for $100 of free delivery credits for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it, download the Postmates app for $100 in free delivery credits when you use the code locked on during your first seven days with the app. So we're back on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And so today we have the Athletics and Astros playing. And a big game because if the Athletics can win and push this to a five-game series, Michael Fires, the guy who blew the whistle on the Astros operation, will take the bump for the A's on Friday, which would be very intriguing. Now, look, he's probably only going to pitch like one or two innings on Friday. But still, that'd be a very fun storyline to follow as a baseball fan if that game can get pushed to Friday. So, so everyone already is, but everyone should be rooting for the Athletics to push this to a five-game set. Right now, the Braves and Dodgers, and excuse me, Braves and Dodgers, I'm getting ahead of myself. Right now, the Marlins and the Braves are going at it right now, but the Braves are threatening if they can win tonight. They put this series to bed, and they move on to play the Dodgers in the 
championship series, barring a wild comeback in this series by the Padres. So that 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 NL side thing seems pretty decided. I mean, it seems like we're going to heading towards a Braves Dodgers championship series in which I don't give the Braves a, a fighting chance against that Dodgers team. Now, I will say the Rays up 2-1 right now on the Yankees, and they're going to go up against Montgomery tonight, but they're going to be tossing um, the, the, the Rays are going to be tossing Thompson, who I think is a pretty good pitcher. And the Rays have won this series so far just due to them playing their style of baseball. And I say that because the Yankees haven't played their style of baseball. The Yankees have not been, all right, let's put our best lineup out there, let's put our best pitchers out there, and let's go win a baseball game. That's not what they've been trying to do. They've been trying to outraise the Rays. They've been trying to do the, the whole analytics thing. They've been trying to use an opener and, and surprise the Rays by, by starting Denny, and then uh, you, you get J.A. Happ up after the first batter of the game to put Happ in and, and kind of throw off the Rays lineup who likes to do those splits, and they have certain lineups for certain pitchers, and, and they do the pinch hitting thing and burn their players. They are very involved in game, the Rays are. And, and they, the, the Yankees have been trying to outraise the Rays and you just can't do that. The, the Rays are fantastic at what they do. You're going to beat the Rays if you're the Yankees by playing like the Yankees. Hit home runs, get guys on base, and just knock the snot out of the ball, and, and then turn it over to Britton Chapman and hope for the best. And I just think that the Rays are a much better team than the Yankees overall. But also, they're better at what the Yankees are trying to accomplish. So now they're better in twofold. They're smarter than you. Your analytics department comes nowhere close in New York to what it is in Tampa Bay. Your manager comes nowhere close to what it is in New York to Tampa Bay. And I don't think that the rosters come anywhere close to Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay is so deep and they're built for this no-off day stretch. They're built for playing matchups. They're built for this. I already thought the Rays were a better team entering the series. But if you're the Yankees, you cannot try to outraise the Rays, and that's what's been their game plan so far this series, outside of the first game in which they won. They won the very first game, and a lot of that had to do with, with Cole, but, I mean, the Rays got to Cole a little bit. A lot of that in game one was just, look, we're going to play baseball. We're going to roll the balls out. This is our lineup. This is who we're going to roll with, and we're not making any changes. We're just going to play traditional baseball. Having Garrett Cole go, he'll turn it over to you know Green, Britton, and, and Chapman, and that'll be the end of the game. That's the kind of style you have to go with if you're the Yankees. You can't be playing the opener game. You can't be playing the piggyback game. You have to play baseball. You cannot outraise the Rays. You just can't. Out-Yankee the Rays if you're in New York. But I still think that the Rays are a much better team, and now you've given them this cushion in the series that, I mean, sure, you can have Garrett Cole going on on Friday, Game 5, a little bit of a short rest situation, but... I'm still taking the Rays to win two, uh, you know, to win one of the next two. They've just got to win one of the next two. I'm taking the Rays. It's been a fun series, but it, it's I can see where it's been frustrating for Yankee fans, and we'll talk about that frustration tomorrow with the umpire situation because it's been brutal all postseason long. But be good and be good to one another.